Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, welcome to episode number 423 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this late, this Sunday, the 4th of December, 2022, at 190500 hours. Make it uh, 7.05 p.m. Pacific Coast, left coast, coast the most. Crack engineer, Wapow, Ivor Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Cheers, Ivor, that's a great idea. How was your uh, Thanksgiving? How How have your holidays been? Oh, good, you got to see your family. Well, now you can see him and tell him you're unemployed because you're fucking fired! Mm. So that would, of course, make it for a sequel, Friends. 2022. Uh, oh, shit, 1204. 1905. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Can you believe... Hang on. God damn it. Ivor, you're supposed to fix this fucking chair. The fuck is wrong with... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, Can you believe it that it's the end of the year already? Wow. Yeah. Especially if you're 
old as fuck like I am, and the days just begin running like the weeks, running like wild horses over the fucking hills, and you're like having this midlife crisis, and you're broke, and you're viewing vi- You know, I love Steam and video games and Linux. So, we are grateful for that. Alright, so let's get straight to our top stories. Our December top stories. We, we don't have a lot of great news for you, but we do have one... We do have a really good show for you this week, depending on how things shake out. Mm. First off in our top stories, uh, I'm still off my medication, so that's fucking unbelievable um, and horrible. Um, Marauders is still fucking broken as fuck, and they don't give a fuck, which is really depressing. I am personally broke as fuck. I mean, I am about as broke as I have ever been in my life, I think, right now. Um... But it's okay. I got some... It's not going to be a permanent... Well, who knows if it'll be a permanent situation or what, but for now, it's temporary. (laughs) How is that? How is that? And remember what uh, good old Alan Jude always said, always preached, there is no solution more permanent than a temporary solution. (laughs) Um, In the interest of full disclosure, I actually missed nominate my nomination window for the steam awards this year which sucks but i hated the interface so much and i'm not even sure if it was that different from last year's but i just hated the interface um so that's okay next week will be our uh game of the year awards and then on new year's it looks like we might be doing or wait no that's that's only uh, who knows? Who knows? All I know is that I am preparing for the end of the year as we speak. I have assembled the list of games that we played. That's our for our Game of the Year awards. Um, I've assembled the list, which is always the hardest part. Um, just figuring out what game because our rules are simple. You know, I had game had to have come to Linux via Steam this year. And I had to have played it this year, obviously. Um, and it has to be the best game, you know. And we'll see how every year we kind of we kind of end up fucking it up in one way. I mean, uh, restructuring it in some exciting way or another. Uh, we'll see how it goes this year. But anyway, Mirage is still broken. I'm broke. I missed the Steam Awards. Thank you, Ivor. You motherfucker. Thank you for being up meds. Uh, one thing about the Steam Awards, which are going to be on December 8th, and we owe a hearty thank you to, thank you very much, to uh, BPR, uh, Masta Blasta, um, for pointing this out to us, because, uh, like, I, I won some money uh, right at, right around Thanksgiving, and uh, it's all gone now, but for a minute there, for a brief and shining minute, there was like a real chance that I was going to get a Steam Deck. Well, if you're like me, and you really want a Steam Deck, and who does not? Cool thing about the Steam Awards this year, every year I like to see them doing a little something more to try to, like, get more people to pay attention to the fucking Steam Awards. They're still doing the same basic... I guess, you know, everyone's just fucking so tired at the end of the year. They need to set up a a whole fucking project management team now for the end of next year. But anyway, Steam Awards... You know, like, blah, who cares? You know, but well, now this year it might be appointment TV for you. You can follow, you can go to, um, in the store page, uh, you can register to win 
a free Steam Deck if you are actually watching the Steam Awards, which are on December 8th, you have to be watching them live. I don't know how they're going to call out the winners, but they're going to call out the winners, I think, throughout the show. And so you have to be watching the Steam Awards in your Steam client on December 8th, and you have to register. I don't know if you can still register, actually. Shit. I have all your fired! Uh... Uh, um, I've all your, your, your fired. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know if you can still register, but you can find that or we'll find it for you or something like that will happen somewhere along those lines. Um, and so, yeah, be sure to watch the Steam Awards on December 8th. Um, and again, many thanks to BPR. I bring this to our new and noteworthy. Uh, Ivor based him with it. Our feature this week is a review that we have to get out before the end of the year because we've spent more time with it than we would otherwise, you know, mention in, in mixed company. Uh, this week we have our full review of Brotato, but we have a bunch of new shit to talk about first. So here we go. New and noteworthy. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. First off, in our new and noteworthy, we only have two games. And one of them is a game, and it's an elder game, so. But, um, first game is brand new, came out like this week, I want to say. It's still in early access. It's called Zero Sievert. That's Z-E-R-O space S-I-E-V-E-R-T. And Zero Sievert is a pixel trash game maker built um, top-down perspective mouse and keyboard. So free aim with the mouse. Um, looter shooter in the spirit of Marauders and Escape from Tarkov. Uh, it's quest-based um, with some stealth elements, inventory management, lots of crafting, lots of gun modifications. There are over 130 different gun mod- modifications. I think there's 60 different individual base receivers for the guns or whatever. Um, and there's 100 and fucking whatever uh, modifications. It takes place in a post-apocalyptic irradiated wasteland in uh, Eastern Europe where you take the train to you you survive in a bunker where you have like your trading and you can sleep there which restores some health it's very realistic it's very folk you know not very realistic it's very much focused on pseudo realistic roguelite um survival crafting murder looter shooter mission based top down single player stuff so it doesn't scratch as much of an itch for Marauders as I would like but I've only spent like I don't know an hour playing it it's pretty compelling I like it a lot yeah point yeah point eight hours I got last night so it's really cool um some people have said and this was like I accidentally ran across a review of this that someone had posted on the on their on the Steam reviews thing. Um, I can't remember how that happened, but it it did happen, and I, I 
I ended up perusing some of the reviews. And one of the best ones that so far with in terms of like what I've experienced is that it's like Escape from Tarkov, which unfortunately doesn't run on Linux. Um, it's like Escape from Tarkov, so I just replaced that with Marauders. It's like it's like Marauders meets um top-down view meets Stardew Valley. Uh you die a lot in it. It seems very difficult. It also is. It just feels pretty good. Uh, it's nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. And for one of our favorite games, our final game in our new and noteworthy, one of our favorite games got a new fighter, Hellish Quark, everyone's favorite Bushido Blade replacement. Holy shit, they've been doing tons of work on this game since I last revisited it. They have a new fencer, Samuel, who is one of... It's such a good game. If you like sword fighting at all, if you like realistic, you know... uh, 18th century into the early 19th century-ish. Um, bladed weapon dueling. Oh my god, and you've not played Hellish Court? You need to play Hellish Court, baby. And Samuel is just awesome. They made so many tweaks to the game. They're constantly working on this fucking game. They just... They're like uh, that... Uh, they're like... Uh, Good Lord Savannah, no, she would not stop. Uh Oh God! Who recorded that? That I'm thinking of. Whose version of that am I thinking of? At the state. Oh, my mama had him. My sister had him. I got those weary blues. Looked over in the corner, and Grandma had him too. Church bells ringing. The preacher's just a preacher, and say, "Hey, baby, hand me my traveling shoes." Stay. Anyway. So Hellish Court is... I'm sorry, that was just... I'm losing my mind. I'm off my medication. What do you want? More whiskey is what we want. That's right. Hey, let's go ride our bikes. Um, Hellish Court is now like a thousand times more beautiful. The stamina system, they've ironed out a lot of stuff with the stamina system. But what's even cooler is performance-wise, the game will slow down the frame rate if your GPU can't keep up with any given amount of your GPU slash CPU, because some of this is just drawn from the physics calculations that have have to be made, or just the problems that it has to solve in terms of bladed weapon combat at any given moment, because you have a lot of dynamic forces, a lot of you know profound forces coming into direct conflict with each other at weird angles that you know are not necessarily prescribed. Um, and then you have the blend trees for the animation cycles that are, you know, running underneath it. So, evidently before, if you have problem, if your machine had problems rendering, like, the outcome of an action in Hellish Court, it would just drop frames, which I've never experienced. Maybe I have. I don't know. I've been playing Hellish Court for a long time now. But Samuel and this new, this new frame rate thing is, are both really awesome additions, because now instead of it dropping frames, it, the game will slur itself down, which I haven't seen yet. Um, they added uh, slow motion sequences for uh, the kill, for kill moments. There's still no instant replay, which really drives me nuts. It's driving me nuts! Um because they really need to put that in there uh, multiplayer is still the same as it was but Samuel is great, he's got like this pirate cutlass and he fights kind of like um, 
uh, Kalkstein, von Kalkenstein, ah! um, and like the, he's like a uh, he's got a almost buccaneer, but he buccaneer type um, fencing style with some with some very fancy flourishes, wrist flourishes mainly some of which require time to wind up and depending on how his combo system shakes out, I only got to play with him last night for 20 minutes um, it looks like he's going to be a very deceptively simple he's going to look I think that what they're doing with Samuel is taking a very simple looking kind of approach to bladed weapon combat and showing you a different aspect of the paths you could take in terms of your mastery of it because he seems to look at his swords and treat his sword like he's a blade master, like he's like some fucking guy who works with swords um, and he looks like uh, evil Jesus, he looks like drunk evil homeless Jesus although Jesus was homeless but um, so he, him and um, oh god what's I killed him like five times last night Father, oh God, it's gonna drive me nuts! Oh fuck, I'm losing my mind. Okay, hang on, hang on. Oh God, his name is fuck. It's on the tip of my Father Zira, Father Zira, Father Zira, the drunken maniac monk without underwear. He's kind of like that guy, but like instead of fighting for the church, he's like an evil. He seems like an evil, chaotic evil or chaotic good kind of guy. He's got these great wrist moves, though, that like combine uh, some very fancy aspects of uh, Islamic swordsmanship, you know, Persian, etc., with Eastern European sword fight. Wow, it's Eastern European Day here on the show, I guess. But um, Hellish Court is still trucking along, man, and man, they have come a long, long way, baby. They still, they, they really need to add instant replay, and they really need to add um, just a, uh, another game mode where it is random, but not survival. It's, you know, however many rounds you want to win the match, and then it needs to go to the next match. So, like, kind of like a story mode, like in Tekken, but without the story, because they're still working on the story cinema stuff. They have a new, uh, a mildly updated version of the, uh, of their, their old cinema, the story cinema, not like, you know, their trailer. Um, it's the same, as, more or less, as before, at least insofar as I remember it. But, man, like, they are not letting go. They are... And the game just gets better and better and better, and it's already so good that right now, like, I would say release it. If I didn't know that based off of the sheer amount of progress that they've made over... And the sheer amount of commitment that they, they've made to the game over... I guess, like, what? It's been, like, maybe two years now? Um, they these guys love perfection and they're not going to release anything that isn't fucking perfect and they update it all the time so Hellish Court is one of definitely a game you should uh, check out that brings us to our feature our review of Broke Dato
In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. Okay, so as I as I said earlier in this week's episode, um, Bertato is just a game that I cannot live with myself not having reviewed this year, the year of its ostensible release. It's still in early access, but it, you know they're not. The game is pretty much done. I've spent almost seventy. Uh, let's see, let's find out. Sixty-eight hours in Brotato, and if. I'll give you a hint, developers, if you want to get on this show, and I've spent... You want to get... Your number one goal is to get me to spend 70 hours in your game. Because at that point, I just feel guilty not for not even having talk, talked about it. So, Brotato came out amidst, you know, the massive crush of... It was like the second wave of massive crush of... uh the you know vampire survivors style games like where you can't really target or shoot your guns independently but you are only able to move so they're super fun to play when you're stoned and then there's an intermezzo in between each round each round is time based Brotato has a lot of tweaks to this formula that I think for my money have made it probably my current favorite survivor style game Bartato is in early access it's $4.99 so here's the deal there are like 50 different potatoes that you can play as as in Brotato each one there's a lot of stats in this game but in general if you don't take too long in the intermezzos you know picking out your weapons and your upgrades and stuff and your uh and your uh, perks and shit. If you don't spend too much time, ultimately, okay. Thing number one that makes Brotato different: one, you can have six guns at any time. There are two types of guns: there are ranged weapons, and then there are melee weapons. There are multiple different types of damages across each of these weapon types. The melee weapons obviously are not ranged, but they do have a range because the animation cycles for some specific melee weapon, and there's tons of weapons, uh, allow you to like actually throw the weapon like a spear and the spear has to return back to you. And you know, so there, there's lots of, lots of stuff about a lot of subtle nuances in every single weapon in the game but there's also different damage types for every, for most different types of weapons in the game, like shotgun and SMG and pistol they all do, you know, same kinetic range damage as you would expect but then there are things that are like the lightning shiv, which is a little um, electro, electrode um, it's like a cattle prod crossed with a switchblade it shoots out it deals elemental damage on top of the melee damage that it deals and it shoots out a little lightning strike that bounces to uh, multiple enemies which can be improved the number of enemies, the number of bounces it can take can be improved so you have six weapons, it's a lot of shit to wrap your mind around but it's so much fun because it's a goofy fun game but why are there 50 different versions of Brotato that you can play as well 
The real enduring enjoyment of Brotato is unlocking, you know, I've been going through Brotato these last, uh, this last month, because it's one of those games that's great to play when you're stoned. Um, and it only takes, if you're quick, you know, not quick, quick, but like, you know, if you're on average, just, you know, clicking through the intermezzos, and you're not Ag- too, spending too much time agonizing over your decisions of what you take for upgrades and stuff, which I'll talk about more about in a moment. Um, by the time you reach level, okay, so level one is only like fifteen seconds long. Level two is like twenty seconds long. Level three, and all you have to do is survive to the end of the level, and you win, and you get full health again and full everything again you know, again, 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 there's no ammo and stuff, but there anyway, so let's see, so level one, yes, I think it's like 15 seconds for level one, 20 seconds for level two um, 25 for level three sounds like yeah, okay, 30 for level four 35 for level five uh, 40 for level six I'm trying to just reconcile if I'm anywhere near accurate, but you get the you get the idea. But eventually, like at like level twelve, you get to like where or like level fifteen, you get to where every round is two minutes long. So the last five rounds or so take the bulk of your time. They take about ten minutes, and so depending on how long you're playing in the intermezzo, what I'm saying is it's a great fucking pick up and play game. Still in early access, I don't know why. It's great with the joystick. It's great when you're high. It's great when you want to relax. It's also really colorful and fun and violent and has a really wicked, wicked sense of humor. But my favorite thing about the game is that, unlike a lot of other survivor games that are either too simple or too complex in terms of their combat system, like some, some games, some of the Survivor games I've played over the last nine months, it seemed like they want to be, uh, like Warhammer, uh, Martyr level of complicated in terms of the stat system. Brotato somehow manages to deliver a system that is, like, insanely complicated, and that you will get frustrated with not frustrated with, you, you will die so often, the game is extraordinarily difficult but it's also super fun and never, never ever do you get angry at Brotato when you lose, most of the time when you lose, the experience is one of shock and surprise you're like, what? holy Christ they kill, oh my god I was like a death dealing fucking monster, I was just just okay, so, here's Here's just some other... By the way, Brotato, which is $4.99 in early access, uh, wins are worth full price, all price, any price, every price, any day, all day of the year. If it's, you know, five bucks, then fuck yeah. Brotato, five bucks, 70 hours out of five bucks is a lot of entertainment and to never be really pissed off at the game. It's awesome. So what makes this game so compelling? Well, of course, you have everything else that you would expect from a survivor game. Huge swarms of enemies, uh, various different difficulty levels that range from zero to five. And five, it took me three, it took me a month to beat uh, my first 
to 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 get my first to get one of my brotatoes to be the first to beat a level five. Level five is the highest it goes. It is so fucking hard. You have to really fo- really think about what your tactics are and shit. But it's also still just as fast paced and goofy as the rest. It's just markedly more difficult. Each difficulty level has its own unique assortment of enemies and special enemies and you know they get harder and harder and harder and harder and harder to kill along with the cost of inflation so here's the way you do, here's the way you do things in Brotato you can have up to six guns six anything, six weapons at one time there is a Brotato that lets you have twelve at one time but each one above the first six costs you five percent damage overall this is not and it's a fluctuating thing because like you couldn't here's one of the other cool mechanics in the game if you have two weapons of the same type and they're the same level you can combine them and you can do this multiple times and you can buy them in the shop at like level 3 or whatever or you could combine yeah, it takes two of the same level to make it one level better this is really cool and gives you a lot of strategy in terms of like uh, where's my damage coming from what weapon you know what's working for me it's the same formula as every other survivors game you know what's the idea is what's figuring out what's working for me what's not working for me and what can i fix with the options that are presented to me in the intermissions between the matches so that i can survive more and better as they get progressively more difficult there are only 20 rounds in a run so if you beat the 20th round has a final boss and is very very difficult if you survive or if you kill that boss you have beaten Brotato at that difficulty level and next time you go to that particular Brotato it'll say you know the last highest uh, the highest run that you've actually completed and won, beat the, beating the game with. It takes a long time. Now, there are 50 some odd fucking Brotatoes. They all have different buffs and handicaps. And at a certain point, I've probably beaten it with 15, maybe 20 of them. Let's say that there's like 40 of them. Some of them have like crazy things. Like I said, like there's one guy who can have 12 guns. Um, it all becomes like just like a, a fun sandbox for the actual combat system of Brotato. The other thing that makes Brotato pretty unique is there's an experience point system that also doubles as the currency for the game, but the experience point system, you only have access to upgrading your actual... Okay, so like, look, any enemy you kill will drop like a little green pellet. If you pick that pellet up, it will give you one unit of currency and one unit of experience. You can level up during a match, during like, you know, like level five of, you know, whatever. Fuck, you can level up in the middle of that match, which will give you one more extra health point and give you a little icon that says that you have a level up blah, you can stack those so you can get like multiple level up um, in one match, like let's say you have like three little icons and you got 360 green pellets and you know so you got three three levels um, and those scale immediately after you win that match 
and a pre-shop intermezzo window comes up that presents you with five different aspects of your Brotato that you can upgrade. They range from damage, overall damage percentage, to specific damage types, to uh, dodge, to uh, range damage, elemental damage, um, life steal percentage, critical chance percentage, uh, hit point regeneration you know, percentage, armor, um, uh, attack speed, and uh, that's pretty much the, the main one. Oh, luck and harvesting, which are kind of, you know, whatever. Um, and a couple of other ones. But um, a lot of those same stats can be can also be improved and buffed with either weapons, equipment, or perks. You can have unlimited amounts of equipment they're just kind of expensive and it, you don't want to live by that sword you can also have auxiliary weapons that you can purchase you know, as many as, of them as you can find and, and can afford so this provides like a two tier kind of upgrade path where it makes the game feel a lot more flexible than other survivors like you never feel totally like you're boxed in or that you're gonna fucking lose until like you're dead suddenly and even after 70 hours like, I'm pretty fucking good at potato it is hard the real fun of it though is trying to go through and get every potato I'm trying to beat them all on level 0 right now my, my, I only have one character who's beaten level 5 um, and that was the scholar character he gets twice the experience points but here's the other thing as you go through a, a match as you go from round to round in you know a run um, the inflation ramps up then beyond that, like literally the cost of items in the store, of which you have five and you can reroll infinitely, you spend currency to reroll. So you got to be careful that you don't reroll so much that you blow everything that you had. There's all sorts of gambits and, and fun tactics and strategies and desperation moves and just tons of carnage in Brotato that make it absolutely worth all price, full price, every price, you know, blots. Our highest award that we can uh, confer on this show, Brotato earns it. Especially just for the sheer replayability factor. If you like survivor games, you're gonna love Brotato. I promise you. And it's only $5. $4.99. Get it, you know, for you or for someone that you love. And you'll love the humor. You'll love all the items and the weapons. I'm still discovering new shit 70 hours in. But the real fun of it is trying to, is just trying to adapt to each individual Brotato's unique set of abilities and handicaps. Uh, and so it, it it becomes like this sandbox orgy of carnage. It takes about 20 minutes to play an entire round if you live, if you go the distance. Um, and it's a game that every night I play at least once a night. I, I play at least 20 minutes of Brotato right before bed when I'm getting high. And it's great. It's just a fucking great game, and I could not live with myself if I had not reviewed it this year, and since we're coming up into the end of the year, there you go. Go buy Brotato. I will catch you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, have a happy, safe holiday season. Um, I'm trying... I'm having problems getting my, my final... My final... My next COVID booster vaccine... My, my next COVID vaccine, the bivalent one um, out here in Vegas. Don't let them deter you. 
get it, get it before now, you know, get it before you have to see your family and stuff um, for, you know, whatever holiday, uh, Christmas, Christmas, holiday, New Year's, whatever the fuck, winter light festival, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, do that. It's a responsible thing to do and get your flu shot too. All right, I am businessman accidentally ends phone call with I love you. <laughs> My favorite onion headline of all time. Because I almost just said, I love you. Bye bye. Because I'm thinking about all these happy, warm things. Play some games. December 8th, Steam Awards. Possibly win a Steam Deck, etc., etc., etc. The world is ending. Behave accordingly. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. Yellow is the color. Gambling is the game. best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.